You are listening to a broadcast of Dublin First Baptist Church, Pastor Cameron McGill in Dublin, North Carolina. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.dublinfbc.org. That's www.dublinfbc.org. Now let's join the congregation of Dublin First Baptist Church and the Lake Church to hear from God's Word. Outlines in their hand, uh, looking through it, you look like you were so excited, and uh, I guess you were on page one, I'm not sure, but anyhow. Ephesians chapter 3, begin looking with me in verse number 22, verses you're familiar with. And uh, then I want you, to, if you've got your Bibles, um, to do a little finger work here, and I'll explain it in just a moment. And the Bible says, Paul writing here to the church at where? Ephesus, good, Ephesus. He's writing to the church at Ephesus and he says, And now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we would ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Now, now take your finger and kind of flip over there to Revelation chapter 2. It's not a long trip. Just a, a short distance away. And if you've got your Bible, I want you to take those pages and kind of pinch them together. You see what I'm doing? Kind of pinching them together. That's 30 years. It's 30 years from the time that Paul would pen a letter to Ephesus to the time that John the Revelator, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would pen the words of Jesus concerning Ephesus. So 30 years after Paul said unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, the Word of God. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. I love that because in this particular text, the angel refers to the pastor. I've been called a lot of things, but seldom an angel. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write. These things saith he, that is Jesus, that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, that is, the church of the New Testament. Jesus says, I know thy works, and I know thy labor and thy patience, and how you can't bear those which are evil, and you've tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and you found them to be liars. You have borne, that is, you have, you have persevered, and you have had patience. And for my name's sake you have labored and you have not fainted. You church at Ephesus have been faithful. You have been so very blessed. In other words, Ephesus, you have witnessed the exceeding abundance of Almighty God in your midst. But then verse 4 comes in Revelation 2. Nevertheless, Jesus says, I have somewhat against thee because you've left your first love. Tonight, I just want to share a few thoughts on the subject, who is able? Who is able? It may sound like a question, but it's not a question at all. I am grateful to know that we know personally the who of this statement. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I am thankful that we can have a personal relationship with the who that can. 
not only bring about the exceeding abundance, not only bless a church, not only grow a church, not only uh, gather the flock of God, but also unify and give harmony and give that sweet spirit that blesses us and encourages us week in and week out. I am thankful that I know the who. And I am thankful to know that I am a whomsoever that the who loved enough to send his only begotten son. Let me give you two things tonight. Number one, the promise of exceeding abundance. The promise of exceeding abundance. When I think back over the years of of ministry and what God has allowed me to witness and and to be a very small part of a very big thing when it comes to the church, I'm grateful to know that I can look back and see past abundance. I'm grateful to know that you don't have to, to look far to see the hand of God at work. Beloved, I don't know if we, if we truly understand it or not. Sometimes when we're so very close to something, we don't see the growth that is taking place. Sometimes we'll take our children to see family or friends that we've not seen in a long time and they'll say, my, my, haven't they grown? And we look at one another and say, really, we've not noticed it because we've been so close, so intimately involved and aware daily of that growth. We really don't appreciate it like someone at a distance. Beloved, I don't say this to be braggadocious whatsoever, but the blessings of God upon our church congregation are rare these days. In a day when 80 to 90 percent of churches are plateaued and declining and just trying to figure out how to keep the doors open one more year, I am thankful to know that God has truly blessed us. Long before I became the pastor of this church, God's hand of blessing has been upon us. I'm thankful. For the past blessings. He has truly done great things. But I'm also thankful for the present abundance. I'm thankful to know that we don't have to just look back and say, look at how good God was and look at the heyday of our church and look at the way things used to be. Churches can be a very nostalgic place. If you were to go to most churches today, the church that I, I kind of grew up in, if you will, and if you were to go there today and, and bring their membership together, they would spend their time talking about the past and, and back in the day when the church was full and back in the day when the church went through a time of revival and back in the day when the church had young people in it and they reminisce with great joy, but there's nothing to look at right now. I am thankful to know that on... Sunday, we had so many babies to dedicate, we could hardly fit them at the altar. I'm thankful to know that week in and week out, we see young people uh, coming to know the Lord and coming into our ministry and, and families being uh, ministered to and, and God just doing some amazing things in the here and now. I say to you, one day we're going to look back at these days and say, wow, do you remember those amazing times in the life of the church? Oh, but there's even more. Sure, we look back in the past, and sure, we look around at the present, but you say, preacher, how can you be so sure about the future? Because Jesus said to his disciples, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall do greater things. And that promise does not have an expiration date. There are no limitations. There are no particular places that that, that, that promise is limited to. I get calls on a regular basis and wanting to do uh, interviews and things like that on, based on our church and, and I'm grateful for that. And they're saying we, we want to find out what, what's going on in Dublin because there are very few rural communities that are seeing a, a church grow and especially reaching the younger generation. 
I am thankful to know that simply preaching the word and standing for uh, you know, what, what is right, but also standing in love and embracing our community and being the, the, the arms and the hands and the feet of Jesus will give us the guarantee of greater things even to come. Our abundance is not just limited to the past and to the present, but also to the future. So I, for one, am excited to see what God is going to do tomorrow. Amen? Sometimes that's difficult. You've heard my story probably about the man who had been the longest living member of the church. He had been a member of that church all of his life. And the church was turning 100, so they had a celebration and they had everyone come back in sort of a homecoming experience and they brought the oldest living member uh, down to the altar and they gave him a plaque and a, and a bouquet of flowers and, and then gave him the microphone and the pastor said, Brother, I bet in your tenure here in this church you've seen lots of changes. And he thought for a minute and he said, Yep, and I've been against every single one of them. Beloved, I'm thankful to know in this place that change has never been a four-letter word. That we don't change just for the sake of changing, but we realize that those who fail to understand and acknowledge the, the need for change will be destined to repeat the past over and over and over again until finally there is no future. In this day of church survival... Because of the amazing hand of God, I'm thankful to know that Dublin First Baptist and the Lake Church are not only surviving, but we are thriving. To God be the glory, the promise of exceeding abundance. But let me also share the problem of exceeding abundance. The problem of exceeding abundance is found there in Revelation chapter 2. Sometimes because we are so blessed, we become accustomed to that blessing. We come accustomed to the services that we have and the, and the sweet spirit that exists here. And, and we no longer appreciate it. Let me tell you, there are times people will say to me, Preacher, you, you travel a lot and you, and you have to miss sometimes. And, and you know, you, know you, you go and you preach in other places. Let me tell you, the best thing that I can do for the sake of this church is every once in a while get away and preach somewhere else because it brings me back charged up and so very grateful for the place that God's called me to to preach. I'm thankful for that. Jesus said, I know your works. Beloved, if you were to look at my life or at your life, you might say, busy. Busy. But would we be able to say faithful? Active. But would we be able to say passionate? Why do we do what we do? The Bible says that, that the church at Ephesus had lost their heart. They had lost their first love. They had forgotten their first love. It, it was no longer a spark in their life. It was no longer a passion in their life. Notice in, in Revelation 2, there's first the commendation. All the things that they were doing right. They were carrying out their ministry well. But in this text, there's also the complaint. And it was the why behind the what. I want you to hear that tonight. The why behind the what. When we think about all that we do as a church, when you think about all that you do as a part of this church, whether you teach a class or sing a song or, or work in a committee or whatever it is that you do, ask yourself the question, what is the why behind the what? What is my motivation? Am I doing it because my heart is leading me to and it blesses me and I have a great desire to do that? Or is it just checking off a box? 
filling a role. Our nominating committee is at work and you have surveys and that you're to fill out and turn in and I pray that you would truly be prayerful about this and, and say, God, I want to I find that place that I can be used and that I can, can serve you with great excitement. Luke chapter 12, verse 48 tells us this, To whom much is given, much shall be required. We acknowledge the blessings of God, but with those blessings comes a requirement. It, be, it, it comes a great challenge. What are we going to do with those blessings? Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 reminds us to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all of these things will be added unto, unto us. So we're not seeking buildings and facilities and parking and land. And, and, and we're not seeking expanded ministries and camps and all of these things. We're seeking first God, His kingdom, His righteousness. And then trusting Him. All of the other things, all of the other important yet incidentals will come to pass and will fall into place so long as we are serving God out of a faithful and a pure heart. One of the saddest pictures I've seen in a long time. It was a picture that we had prayed for and we rejoice in. It was a picture of Dwight Blizzard from about a week and a half ago. He had prayed that he would live long enough to see his new grandchild. And he did. And he was there holding that grandbaby with a big smile on his face but tears flowing down. And I can only imagine what was going through Dwight's mind. Probably something like this. I know your life is going to be special. And oh, how I wish I could be a part of it. Beloved, I am thankful tonight. As I look out across this congregation, we're a little off from our normal Wednesday night crowd. I understand that. It's all right, y'all. Don't be this stiff. Now, come on. But I'm thankful to know that you have an amazing future. I can only imagine the wonder and the splendor of all that God has in store because He said He would do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And I'm thankful that, Lord willing, I'll get to be a part of it. Glory to God. Father, as we come into a time...